Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. Well, the largest crowd at Dodger Stadium of the entire year, more than 52,000, greeted the Houston Astros with sustained boos and chants of cheaters last night. It was the Astros' first time at Dodger Stadium since they were found to skirt the rules in beating the Dodgers in the World Series in 2017. Bill Shaken of the Los Angeles Times wrote today and called it spectacular and great theater last night and a rematch of the World Series, this time with ethics. I thought that was a great line. Quite a night at Dodger Stadium. This is your morning buzzcast for Wednesday, August 4th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody is doing well today. Remember in March, on the buzzcast, we talked a lot about the social media post that outlined the differences between the treatment of athletes at the men's and women's NCAA tournaments. And then after initially kind of downplaying it, the NCAA asked for a report to assess its handling of women's sports. Well, the report is out. And it found the NCAA has prioritized the men's basketball tournament over the women's event and basically outlined one transgression after another by the NCAA. It's a fascinating read. I suggest you take a look. Remember, this review was commissioned by the NCAA after the events around March Madness, and it really found the financial focus on the men's tournament has led to significant gender inequity in college sports. Here are some quick examples from the report. A sports media analysis showed the NCAA earning far less than it should be for television rights to the women's basketball tournament. An analysis predicted that the women's event could be worth at least $85 million a year in 2025, but under a deal that has been in place for some time, the NCAA currently values the rights for the women's tournament at less than $6 million a year. The report offered more than 20 recommendations, including staging the men's and women's final fours in the same city. That's been discussed and reviewed for years. They also suggested reworking the NCAA organizational chart for oversight of basketball. It also said the NCAA should use the March Madness branding for both the Division I men's and women's basketball championships starting immediately. But again, a very fascinating report required reading for anybody interested in the sports business. Let's shift to another story that's very, very significant. We talked about how bullish private equity is on sports and especially sports rights, media rights. We've talked about how CVC Capital Partners, which was once an investor in Formula One, has been looking to invest in global sports. Well, they likely have found a partner, as multiple reports today have Spain's La Liga agreeing to a deal to sell 10% of its commercial business to CVC Capital Partners for around $3 billion. Now, that deal still needs to be approved by the league's clubs, but it would be a huge financial boost for teams which are still hurting from the pandemic. Now, La Liga would retain total control over selling all of their broadcast rights. The New York Times reports this type of deal would be the first of its type by a major European league. 
for me, it shows just again how bullish PE firms are on the growth of sports and media rights. And for the leagues, they get much needed revenue and a much needed financial shot in the arm. We've talked about how CBC has been looking for similar deals in this space. On the Buzzcast, we had talked about how they were so close to a deal with Serie A. They made previous investments in Six Nations Rugby and in the World Volleyball Federation. So they're looking at global sports and they believe they can get a great return on these sports investments. Other PE firms are surely likely taking a look at sports rights as well. One team to keep an eye on in the NFL is the front office of the Las Vegas Raiders. Remember, team president Mark Bedane resigned two weeks ago, and many in the NFL are still shocked by his departure. In his weekly column, Peter King noted that the Raiders lost out on at least $100 million in revenue last year with no fans at Allegiant Stadium, and that could have played a role in Bedane's departure. Peter King also floats speculation that Mark Bedane and owner Mark Davis were having disagreements on the direction of the franchise. Well, now the Raiders' top business executive has also resigned. Senior VP of Strategy and Business Development Brandon Dahl has left the organization. He left last week. He declined to comment on why he left or what's next for him. He is a 2021 SBJ 40 Under 40 honoree. He spent eight years with the Raiders. He started as a finance intern before steadily rising in the front office. Very well regarded in NFL circles. Brandon Dahl was Mark Bedane's right hand on the team's move to Las Vegas and on the development of Allegiant Stadium. Dahl also was the person behind the team's pricing and sales strategy at Allegiant Stadium for their PSL program, which was incredibly successful. So we have two major departures at the Las Vegas Raiders, and we'll want to see how this impacts the business side of that organization. Shifting to college sports, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby was scheduled to meet with new Pac-12 Commissioner George Kliakoff in an initial step to see if the two conferences could benefit from working together. There's been a lot of speculation that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 could somehow come together. Now, it could be a scheduling alliance, could be a merger with another conference. Most believe the meeting between the two was more information sharing, but look, it's no question that these two leaders need a very good relationship, especially as they both look to improve their respective conferences. And let's end the buzzcast on a few names in the news. First, longtime sports marketer for Procter & Gamble, Greg Vi is joining the esports organization Cloud9 as head of partnerships. Now, Procter & Gamble, Greg Vi worked on the Gillette brand, but he also has relationships across sports. He did deals with Major League Baseball, the NFL, NASCAR, and the Olympics. He did move the Gillette brand into esports, so he is no stranger to esports. But here we have a very experienced traditional sports marketer joining the esports world as Greg Vi joins Cloud9. And finally, one of the biggest innovations in sports to me over the last decade has been what Top Golf has done as they have helped grow the game of golf and I would say broaden the participation base of golf. Well, they have just brought on some serious marketing acumen. Top Golf has named former Coca-Cola marketer Jeff Cottrell as its new chief marketing officer. Now, Jeff Cottrell has had stints at Starbucks, Converse, 
very well regarded in the marketing ranks, and he joins Top Golf as golf participation is on the rise, and more and more are attending Top Golf complexes. But there's more and more competition with more golf centers arising, and more and more of these golf complexes being developed. So Top Golf bringing on a serious and experienced chief marketing officer in Jeff. So overall, two very interesting executive transactions in the news today. Once again, the NFL is back with the Hall of Fame game tomorrow night. And a reminder, if you're going to Canton for any of enshrinement weekend, please let me know. I'll be there on the ground from Friday through Sunday morning. If you're there, I'd love to see you and say hi. That is your morning buzzcast for Wednesday, August 4th. I'm Abe Madcor. I'll speak to you tomorrow. In the meantime, stay healthy. Be good to each other. We'll chat again on the Buzzcast on Thursday. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.